The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. It's the Cigar Authority After Show, and it's brought to you by Romacraft Tobacco. Since 2010, Mike Rosales and Skip Martin have focused on the simple and time-honored task of combining quality tobacco, experienced craftsmen, and the right amount of time to bring you cigars worthy of the legacy of the centuries of premium cigar craftsmen that came before them. Whether you are revisiting the anti-prohibition era mindset of intemperance or getting in touch with your more primal side with a Cro-Magnon and Neanderthal, you are sure to find a blend in the Romacraft house of brands that fits the exact balance of flavor, strength, and body you are looking for in that moment. When you're finally able to take a short break from the world to relax and enjoy a cigar, the last thing you need is a complicated sales pitch. Simple, yet substantial. Tobacco, talent, time. Romacraft tobacco. This is the after show, the after show, the after show. The after show. A softer 2024 version. <laughs> kinder the, and gentler. Kinder, gentler 2024 version. Who even are we anymore? Yes. Um, welcome, everybody, to the after show. This is the first after show of 2024. Wow. And Dave has discovered ashwagandha, which is why he's so chill. It's actually the second after show. Ah, because the other one yeah. didn't air. This is the first after show that recorded we recorded in twenty in twenty twenty four. There you go. There you go. Uh, I can't believe that was trademarked. What? Not what we just said, but uh, the <laughs> trademark issue that's that's going on right now. Uh, trademarks, trademarks, trademarks. It's always been a thing in the cigar industry. Uh, all you got to go is to the USPTO and put the word in there, and it's going to give you an answer. You uh, got to put it in exactly, exactly though. the same. So yeah, where's the artificial intelligence? It's, it's certainly not on the government's website. <laughs> no, no, because they're trying to stay true to form. Uh, it's the government. So, uh, but you saw that Gurkha Cigars sued Davidoff Cigars over the year of the dragon. This lawsuit is going to be interesting to say the least. As it progresses, we'll see what's going on. Uh, You also know or you've seen that there is a Placentia has been doing the year of for quite a few years now, along with a lot of other people. But there's another big company out there, Placentia, which, by the way, Davidoff buys tobacco from. But they didn't put a lawsuit against Placentia. But when you protect your trademark, you got to protect it from anybody, friends or foes. That's the, that's the thing that seems a little strange. Why Davidoff? Uh, Davidoff was the first to do the years of, uh, but they had, you have to do it to everybody as it went on. I think it's gone too far. So, um, And it's not the year of is the problem because Gurkha has done year of the also. But Gurkha did the Gurkha Dragon years ago. There was a version of the Gurkha called Gurkha Dragon. This is not saying it's the Davidoff Dragon. This is the Davidoff Limited Release, the Year of the Dragon, which, by the way, is the Chinese Year of the Dragon. It's a Zodiac thing, right? Which would make it, I would assume, really not trademarkable. You would think that, right? And... Because otherwise, the Chinese government would have a problem with everybody. Yes. Because they've been doing the Chinese Zodiac since the Ming Dynasty. Yeah. This is, it, it, it would be that was like a guess, saying, Ed Sullivan. You can Google and check, fact check. It. I, I don't think it's necessary. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how does Bruce Lee feel about it? 
he was big he, with the dragons. Right. I don't think he cares. No, he probably doesn't care about much anymore. <laughs> no. Um, and there's also a big event that's happening this year in the cigar industry, which is the Great Smoke, which happens down in Florida. It's like the big smoke, but it's the Great Smoke, which is kind of mm. like well, almost you, the same as you the- You had a if, trademark called the Great White, so go after him. Yeah. No, I'm not going after any great white. You meant sharks, right? It yes. wasn't like I a meant. white supremacist cigar. No, it was a white dragon. Oh, the great white dragon. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, you don't see Davidoff going after um, the Great Smoke, nor Placencia, nor anyone. They went after Davidoff, and they went after Davidoff for um, lost sales. So you've sold. The year of the dragon from Davidoff. Yeah, the person was really Kim came in for Gurkha. Uh, not one of them. <laughs> no. <laughs> they came in. In for fact, the in fact, the the vast majority, and when I say vast majority, I mean one hundred percent of the people that bought the year of the dragon from me, not Davidoff smokers. Really, not Davidoff wow, smokers. Wow, that is interesting. They want the collection of the year ofs. Period. Of uh, Davidoff's year. Correct. Yeah. They want that. Yeah. When Placentia comes out with theirs, they don't want that one. Correct. They, they want, want the Davidoff. Davidoff year of, and these people have the collection. So trademarks can be confusing because that's what it's all about, confusing the public. And he, did, did that happen in the cigar industry that Davidoff came out with the year of the dragon and you walked into the store to get your... Um, Gurkha dragon, <laughs> and you said, Oh, here they are over here, $60 a piece. <laughs> wow, they really went up in price. I'll take a box. I, I don't think that anyone is going to be able to make that as an argument. That will, that is the argument. That is the argument. So, uh, you know, you go back in time and you remember when you ate lectins and uh, <laughs> you, you would have raisin brand. And you say, oh, go to the store and get me a box of Raisin Brand. You're in the store and you get a box of Raisin Brand. What brand did you get? Um, probably Kellogg's. Maybe Post. Maybe Total. Because mm. they're all called Raisin Brand. Uh, and you'd say, oh, my God, to uh, Post, Kellogg's, Total Raisin Brand. They're all Raisin Brand, all three of them. Who's the guy that? It was the first one because there's such a thing as first use. Sure. Which, by the way, overrides trademark. So who's the guy post-Kellogg's or total? I'm going to guess because you're asking the question, and I, I think I know you at this point, that it's none of the above like Brewster's Millions. It's none of the above like Brewster's <laughs> Millions. It's Skinner's. Skinner's, Skinner's. was the first Raisin brand on the market in 1920, 100 years ago. You know why they went out of business? Because it was called Skinner's? No, they only had one scoop of raisins. Ah. That's the whole thing. Ah. You're going to have raisin brand. you got to have them two scoops. You do. So Skinner's, why didn't they trademark it? They did. <laughs> they did trademark <laughs> ah. it. And uh, later it was ruled they could not trademark it because it's raisin brand is a description. It's mm. the ingredients of the product, raisin brand, as is... The year of the dragon. This is the year of the dragon. 
It's a descriptive yeah. product. I think we're going to have a lot of people spending a lot of money. And you know who's going to make the money? The lawyers. Yeah. The fucking lawyers. I know you're driving and you're a lawyer driving and listen to this guy with Ernie and I say fucking lawyers. But you know everybody hates you guys. <laughs> it's dentists and lawyers, right? Yeah. We love our dentist. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. He doesn't now, hurt us. He's, he, he, it's all right. <laughs> but he, hurts, he hurts me physically and financially, by the way. <laughs> But he likes them because your teeth is perfect. You know, you make sure everything is perfect. So I do a, the very best I can. Yeah. Uh, Dile- I, on the other hand, don't. Delectins hurt your teeth? Uh, I don't think there's been any studies done on the effect oh, okay. of lectins Good. on one's teeth. I have usually like saltwater taffy or something on the way to the dentist. <laughs> yeah, I've heard. Have right. some Oreos. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, it's, you know, something like that. And then they make them work for yeah, it. The, the hygienist goes, oh, I see you've got the two guys. There's another guy that comes here. And I go, uh, yeah, uh, you know his name? She goes, no, we just call him Saltwater Taffy. I'm like, all right, that makes sense. <laughs> there we go. Um, trademark is a type of intellectual property consisting of a uh, recognizable sign, design, or expression um, that uh, serves for others, although through the trademark, it's identity services as called a service mark. So mm. we have a couple of things that's out there. We have the two guys drawing. Yep. Uh, and it says SM next to it, service mark. Sometimes it'll say C, copyright. Sometimes SM. You look for these different things that then end up having. Not S and M, just SM. No, correct. All right. The butt plug wasn't that good back then. <laughs> no. Turned, turned around. But now. I own two guys also. Yeah. And two guys smoke shop also. So I even own two guys by itself. So if you're doing two guys garage, for instance, isn't there a TV show, Two Guys Garage? <laughs> There's a business in Lowell, I think, yeah. called Two Guys. I could sue them all. Yeah. And I could win. I choose not to, which is unprotecting of my trademark, but um, I acquired the two guys trademark oh my god in the 90s by itself in the 80s i acquired two guys smoke shop and then you're supposed to run around like a nut trying to find anybody in the world that ever ends up using it and trying to do that with the word two guys by itself impossible very tough and i tell you when we go to two guys it's the number two guys Mm -hmm. because if you use t-w-o-g-y-s letters dot com Trouble. It's trouble. You don't want to go there. All right. I'm not if you going. go to twoguys.com, not even smoke shop, the number two guys.com, that's me because I own a trademark two guys. But TWO, which somebody has, but it's mine, I own it, I don't even go there. Don't you go there either. Mm. You go to number two guys. You <laughs> could just go to two guys, number two guys.com, not smoke shop. Because it's mine, and it's going to take you to Two Guys Smoke Shop, but well, not TWO.com. Right. At this point. Oh, but we have Two Guys Smoke Shop as well. They're Correct. all pointed they at all the same go, spot. Because they, this is the problem that ends up happening. Now you got to do this. you got to do this. you got to do this. Oh, Where these folks at Gurkha are suing Davidoff, they need to now sue Placencia and smoke the great smoke along with a whole bunch of other people But if they believe that that is their trademark. The likelihood, I think they're... Betting on the fact that Davidoff has the money to say, fuck you, go away. 
Here's your well, settlement. There's the, the beauty of it. So we know Davidoff charged $600 for that box of 10. Hmm. $60 per cigar, $600. And there was a number of 2,000-something boxes that they did. So you start doing the math, and that's the lawsuit amount, that they want all the money from that. Well, first off, the cigars cost money. They don't cost six sixty dollars to make, but they cost a certain amount of money. It was a big windfall for Davidoff to end up doing it. And by the way, they put a press release out a year in advance. Everybody knew they went to the chicken, to the egg, to the donkey, <laughs> mm-hmm. to the to the rat. Uh, rat, you know, it could have been Drew Estate. Yeah, could have sued him on the rat there. too. Um, so it, it, it's a money grab for Gurkha to try to get it. It's going to cost them a fortune to try to do it. Um, I don't want to jump the gun in case that's in your notes, but ah, I have a question about that. All right. So La Giana Havana, which is a trademark I owned. So you registered the trademark with uh, USPTO or whatever. In 1994. So you have that. It goes on sale. Everything's going good. And then 20 years later, the government of Cuba says that they have a problem with you with the trademark. Well, they have of, no they have no say. So Altadas USA. It was mm. no. I didn't realize that. I thought it was Cuba. Says um, we are fighting you on your um, La Giana Havana trademark, and I was so confused. It was a lawyer out in New York, and I said, "You're fighting me on a, on a 1994 trademark. You didn't form until 2007 as as Altadas." How the hell do you end up doing this? And they said Havana, the word Havana, implies that you are using Cuban tobacco or it's a Cuban-made cigar. Mm. And I said, no, it's La Giana who lives in Havana. Mm. From her, It's a place. Yeah. And you can't trademark a place. And they said, you can't put it or we're going to sue you. I contacted a lawyer. He says, they're going to lose. But it's going to cost you $300,000 to fight them. I said, you are ripping me off. I'm going to find another lawyer. I called the other lawyer, and he said, oh, yeah, that's going to cost you about $300,000. So he said- You can't just represent yourself and go into the court and just be like, they were formed in 07. I registered this in Well, what I can do is continue to use that product as a first right. Now I do not have to to, uh, protect it anymore. I was the first one to use it. I don't have to protect it. I can still use it. I don't care to do these trademarks so other people don't do it. I do it so I can do it, and nobody can stop me from doing it. Mm. All I want to do is be left alone. Like I say to the <laughs> government all the time, what do I want? I want you to leave me alone. Right. And that's all I'm looking to end up happening. You want to come and rip me off, good luck, do a better job than I do to to. to do it or whatever. Um, so you want to be, um, you know, use Havana or La Giana. La Giana, it's my daughter, Gianna. And right. that's why I did it. And I want to make sure somebody says to me years later, I don't want you to do it anymore. 30 years this year will be of the brand. You can't stop me from doing it. I've been doing it for 30 years. So that's all I was looking to, to pull off. And now I don't have to re, re-up it every 10 years, nor do mm-hmm. I have to chase people around if somebody was doing La Giana Havana, which nobody ever did. But anyway. But you still could protect it by saying that you have first use. Therefore, yeah, I they do. Can't do it. They, can't make, they can't stop me. 
They, so that means they can't stop you, but you can't stop them because you don't have a trademark. Gotcha. Yeah. Hmm. If I if they applied for the trademark, I could stop them from trying to get the trademark, but I'd have to go on there and watch to see these things happen. Where I have a trademark, I may get notified right. uh, that, oh, somebody's trying to do this, or they, they'll stop them themselves and say, we're not going to allow it. The first uh, legislative act to concern trademarks was passed in, what year do you think? 1791. 1266. Whoa. Uh, Isn't that when the Magna Carta? Henry III required all bakers to use the distinctive mark when they baked bread. So they would put a little burn thing on it with a little mark to say, this bread comes from my bakery and not your bakery. Imagine on bread. Hmm. Which would last only a day or two. It was a right. loaf of bread. Well, there's ways uh, if you if you soak the bread and you put it in the oven, uh, it'll come back. So you, you got you got some shelf life on bread. But will the lectins go away? In twelve hundred, the year twelve hundred. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about homemade baked bread. You can leave it out for a the, week. It goes stale. You soak it. Just dunk it underwater. Put it in the oven. They didn't have an oven. Back. Did they have an oven in 1200? How the fuck did they bake the bread? <laughs> oh, that's in the true. first place. How did they bake the bread? Of course they have an oven. What's the matter with you? It's not right. Um, first use versus trademark. It can be confusing. That's when the magnifying glass was invented. They went from burning ants to baking bread. Um, for cigars, first uh, trademarked brand? Um, Red Anchor. Red Anchor is correct. The first brand trademarked uh, in Cuba, the first trademark was not just on cigars, but on anything. The first trademark product of any kind. Uh, I'm going to say it was rum. Um, was it the Havana Club rum? Sugar. Sugar, Havana Club rum, both wrong. It was cigars, and it was cabanas, uh, because you weren't paying attention during the launch of the um, it was, There was a lot going on. Yeah, it's not like I wasn't busy. Cigar <laughs> Hall of Fame. Cabana, the first trademark ever for any product in Cuba, and it was Cabana Cigars, which is in the CigarHallOfFame.com. TheCigarHallOfFame.com. You can find it there. Get more of that information. But right now, it's time for beautiful music with Avo. From moments worth remembering to stories worth telling and notes worth savoring, Avo Cigars. Lyrics of top charted songs. Can you guess the name of the song and the artist from the wrong lyrics or even the right ones? Avo Cigars. I'm just going to let that blink, blink, <laughs> blink. That's my new thing. I'm not going to give a shit. And <laughs> And now we're going to try to play the game, and he's going to say, my thing doesn't work. So that's the way it'll go. Huh. Sorry, Ed, you're locked out. Damn it. <laughs> Kicking your cat all over the place. And that is green. That's Ed Sullivan. Uh, that is We Will Rock You by Queen. Wow. Kicking we will your rock. cat all over the but it's really kicking your can all over the place yeah. would be the correct version. But kicking your cat all over the place. I thought it was kick your ass all over the place. No, kicking your can all over the place. Kids used to kick the can up the street on your way to school. You kick a can 
all the way. You get there. Then the, on the way home from school, you look around and you find the can and you mm-hmm. kick it back. That, that was, was the game? That was the game. Because <laughs> when I was a kid, the old people would say, why don't you, because we'd be bothering them. They're trying to play cards and we're bothering them, asking them questions. And they would say, go play kick the can. Right. And I never knew what the hell it was. Well, different game. Kick the can was almost like tag, hmm. right? You'd kick the can and then everybody would, it's like a hide and go seek tag type of kick the can. You got to tag them with the can. Is yeah, there Indian yeah, rubber? I'm gonna have to, it, it was too long ago. <laughs> I don't know, but you'd kick the can to school, kick the can home, but then play to kick the can was you'd kick the can and everyone would go scatter. And then you had to go get the can. Then you had to find the guy it was almost we're gonna have to look that up. I think Ed Sullivan's looking it up a, as we speak. Uh, so we'll get some more information on the rules of kick the can. Maybe we can incorporate that to, to do a show, a kick the can show. It, saying the term Indian rubber, I'm sure it's not PC, but there used to be such arguments. What, when Trinahan? No, 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 that's Indian sunburn. Okay. Indian rubber is you're playing uh, stickball, and okay, uh, Indian rubber rules, that means if you get the ball, you can throw it at the kid to get him out. So if the ball makes contact with the kid that's playing, he's out. Oh, and the arguments that. would be, no, we can't play Indian rubber. This is a racquetball. So you could play with anything up to a tennis ball and be fine. But a racquetball left too much of a welt oh. and people would cry and you can't, you can't have that. No crying in baseball. Well, yeah, it's a variation of tag. I think okay. you have it right. You choose the person to be it. and You're it. And a home base. <laughs> and then you put the can in a safe open space. Yeah. To start, have it count to 50 um, while the other yeah. player. And then everybody had to try to get to the can before you could, what, yeah. tag them? Yeah. When it finds a hider, he or she calls out the player's name, and that player goes to jail at home base, of course. Yes. Another player can risk capture to save jailbirds by kicking over the can and calling out home free without getting tagged by it. Yeah. All ye, all ye, home free. Yeah. You're it. <laughs> <laughs> You're it. It. So could could we make a cigar brand kick the can as a trademark? Is the, I don't know. That sounds the, like the original alternate pronoun. You become it. Ah, uh, maybe. Look at this. We've gone full circle after. <laughs> Does it say when that began or anything like that? No, I don't have that information. No? Well, it certainly was around in the 60s because I played. <laughs> um, okay, so what does it cost to do a trade box? So you want to protect this thing. You want you can do first use, of course, as I said, but it's going to cost you between 225 to $600 just to file, plus legal fees if you're going to have them do it for you. I'd say you're into, into it for two to 3000 Sure. Um, you ever wonder um, uh, why Guy Fieri's name is not on the knuckle sandwich cigar? Um, is it because he doesn't own his own name? Guy Fieri's name, Food Network star, trademarked his name, meaning uh, you can't use his moniker in association with any food product. Um, also, Flavortown is his, his also. So Flavortown. He would say, yeah, let me take you to Flavortown. Mm. Well, let me trademark that. Uh, where I'm from, Flavortown is an entirely different Yeah? Name. You're going to want to stay off the internet on that one. Okay. <laughs> and was that before him? Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, so he stole it from them and then trademarked it. So can you do that? Can you steal something like uh, kick the can and say, okay, kick the can. I'm going to make a a game out of that, and it comes with a can and a box, and that's the game, and you got to buy it in the store now. Maybe. You know Battleship? You remember Battleship? Oh, yeah. Before Battleship came out, I used to play Battleship with a folded piece of paper with me and my father. There was no such thing. And we called it Battleship, and we played Battleship, and I don't know where the hell it came from from him, and then all of a sudden, it's on a TV commercial, introducing Battleship, and I'm like, oh my God, we've been playing this since I was born. Hmm. So it went from something that already existed to somebody saying, I'm going to make a plastic board and actually turn this into something. I've known you for coming up on 20 years. Yeah. And it amazes me the shit that you remember that I've never heard the story. Some of your Big, stories I've heard a thousand times. Yeah, but, but just, that just, one, this is the first time. Yeah, Battleship was the weirdest thing. You sunk my battleship. Yeah, you remember the commercial. Oh, yeah. Before the, I, I was playing it for years huh. before that even came out. The coolest battleship I've ever seen. I did that training with the Navy SEAL. And so Jeff, oh, yeah. the guy that owns the gun range, gives him the automatic machine gun yeah and says all right show him show him how to do it and he filled in every single red dot from a hundred feet with this thing and then jeff says now do it on full auto and chef and i looked at each other that wasn't full auto he i mean he did not he was pulling that trigger once per round no three shot bursts yeah but he was doing three shot bursts it was the most amazing Mm. thing i've ever seen live then he went full auto and ever friggin full auto, full, full auto, auto. Full auto. <laughs> you know what a click the Zippo makes? Yes, trademarked that ping sound. Yeah, no shit. I wonder if Dupont does it with their ping or, or ever have done it, but um, that is that sound the Zippo click <laughs> trademarked. What a so, strange thing to trademark. Yeah, so you create a product. Can you imagine you create a cereal box and you open it up and it makes that click sound mm. and they would zippo would say nope can't do that what if well it's- how do you stop it that's the sound it made when it opened up but trademarked as we know it's an expensive cereal box if it's made out of metal because that's the only way you're getting that sound yeah as we know uh super bowl well, the big game. It's the big game is what we got to call it, but it's, it is it is known as that, but it's trademarked. Ping pong. Did you know ping pong? Hmm. It's called table tennis. Ping pong is a company that sells- That's the, the brand name. A brand name like of- Kleenex. Um, yes, correct. Yeah, Parker Brothers owns ping pong. And then all of a sudden, there was a video game called Pong. I wonder oh, if yeah. there was issue because of what, what it was was saying, this is ping pong, this is table it's tennis. It's only half of it. It's yeah. just Pong. Yeah. So can you do that? I the guess year of did. the draw? <laughs> year of the draw? Huh. Don't choke. Go ahead. <clears throat> we almost just had a spit take. <laughs> uh, the term superhero is actually trademarked with two separate companies. Uh, DC and Marvel. Yes. Hmm. So uh, they must have had an arrangement or something where they were fighting and said, how about only me and you can do it? And they said, okay. Yeah. There's uh, some collusion there. Mm-hmm. They've, done, they've had a couple of comic books where the, the characters crossed over. There we go. Let's get ready to rumble. Oh, boy. That's Buffer. 
$400 million if you want the license for that. The term realtor. Oh, yeah. We learned they're, that. Oh, they're big on that, too. Yeah. That, you oh, can't be- I'm a realtor. No, you're not. No, you're not. You got to pay money to be that. Right. A realtor is a company. Um, everybody says it, though, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also It's Time. So oh, yeah? Michael Buffer has Let's Get Ready to Rumble and his half-brother. Bruce Buffer yeah. has It's Time. All right. So just put those in a baggie. Nope. Oh. A baggie. Trademarked. Ziploc. No. Pativ Corporation that owns Hefty. Mm. Hefty, uh, Hefty, uh, Hefty. Which is wimpy, a sub- subsidiary of Reynolds Wrap. Now, Reynolds Wrap, you know the cellophane that goes around a pack of cigarettes? Yes. It's owned by R.J. Reynolds, which is Reynolds Wrap, which is a cigarette company, and they were the first to put that cellophane around there. And then every other cigarette company that puts the cellophane around it, which is everyone, has to give a piece to Reynolds Wrap, R.J. Reynolds. No shit. Yeah, or they cannot, and they have tried, and they say, you know what, this really works good if you, it stays much a little bit longer if, if you end up doing it. So we're going to have Oliver Nouveau from United Cigars on the show, I believe, February 10th. Um, I don't know if that, that's going backwards or whatever, if, if we ended up uh, pulling it off. But he's got a story about the Gurkha Davidoff lawsuit that has affected United Cigar. Oh, boy. That was ready to have a brand come out. Something was ready to come out, and it was actually had a pivot last minute and save the day or whatever. But... Um, all kinds of things are trademarked. Um, is the Cigar Authority trademarked? I don't believe so. Uh, I think it is. Yeah? I remember you doing something. You set that up with... Uh, it is a corporation. It's a separate company mm-hmm. from everything else. Um, I, but, I believe you trademarked yeah, it. Yeah, it's possible. I did a whole bunch of them. I don't know how many more I'm going to do because <laughs> it's a pain in the ass. Uh, not let alone the money and all that stuff, but the protection of the. Yeah. All I want to do is continue to do it. That's the reason why I did it is I don't want somebody to stop me. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you think you can do, you got a better cigar authority than I got a cigar authority. Good luck. I think you're just promoting us. At that case. Uh, is, is how it works out. But that's it. That is it for the Cigar Authority After Show. Uh, next week, it is the state of the cigar industry address. What direction is the cigar industry going in and why? We're going to find out next week. I've been doing this for a long time. I'm going to do it again. We're just going to keep doing it till we get it right. That is it. See you next week. Stick the lid end in your mouth. You might like it. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.